Imagine that favorite and famous lullaby that, if you're like me, you grew up singing quite a bit. There is a line in this beloved hymn that we're going to reflect on. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. Now today, we're going to ask, have we committed a grievous sin by singing this non-scriptural lyric? Pastor, what do you mean? Did you just walk us into a trap? Did you give us a reason to ask the Lord again for more forgiveness by singing an unscriptural lyric? How could such a beloved and traditional hymn be contrary to God's word? Well, hear Jesus' own words from Luke 9 and Matthew 8. One of Jesus' disciples spoke up to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. So have we now, by singing, the little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head, have we contradicted Scripture? Well, rest your little sweet head and stressful heart. No, we have not committed a sin. In fact, the line, away in a manger, with the Bible verses I just mentioned, fit perfectly together. We are taught that Jesus is true God in the flesh, who perfectly unites the divine and human natures in one person. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head in this one line. We have a great exposition of what John teaches us in our gospel reading. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, but also that the world did not receive him. You might be tempted, though, to think that when God becomes human, he might lose some of his godliness. Especially to think that God becomes a little baby who needs to rest, to lay down his sweet head, to have a mother who protects him, a father, a guardian who carries him, protects him, and even changes his diapers. What God would do that? In fact, in Islam, Allah is said to never need rest. We hear that Allah, there is no God save him, slumber does not seize him, nor does he sleep. In the Quran, sleep implies a weakness. A Muslim would never sing this Christmas lullaby. How embarrassing it would be to admit that your God needs rest. That is why it would be unthinkable for a Muslim to confess that God became man in Jesus Christ, that he needs a place to rest his little head. Indeed, in the Bible, we too have Bible verses that speak about God not needing rest. Psalm 121 says, God neither slumbers nor sleeps. The Lord is your keeper. God is not in need of any rest. But remember also during creation, we are told after the six days of creation, God rested from all his work. Was it because he was tired? 
No. God rested on the seventh day and made the Sabbath because we need rest. But God is not offended to say he rested. He didn't need to, but he does so to teach us where we find our true rest. The Sabbath rest was already laying the groundwork for teaching us that it is God who works for our salvation and we rest in him. We receive salvation from him so that we may rest in peace. But then what about Jesus? What John talks about today, the the word becoming flesh. Did Jesus need rest? Did he lay down his sweet head or was there no place for him to lay his head? Foxes have dens, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. When God becomes flesh, does his divinity suffer? But imagine, imagine having the God-like ability not to need rest. Your to-do lists at the end of the day are always to-done lists. There's nothing hanging over your head, no task too great, no job left undone. If I were to venture to guess, that's probably one of everyone's desire. To be able to practice at sports and never get tired, to continually just get better, to study and stay up and never have to rest. College students living on caffeine and Red Bull. Caffeine to help our bodies. Some go so far as to use illegal drugs, to stay up for days on end, only to face a horrible crash, perhaps even death, and not to mention addiction. We humans have a fallen desire to not rest. The Franklin Covey Empire has been built on the foundation of efficiency, getting more things done, being more organized, books galore, TED Talks, you name it. Ways to avoid laying down your sweet head still have that nagging thought of things to do. Oh, and and don't forget, there's always more of the Bible to learn. But I'm so tired. We humans are not content to be human. We desire to be like God. The devil was right to tempt Adam and Eve with that first temptation with what they wanted the most. To be gods. To not need rest, to not deal with the ugly thought of being human. Humans who need rest. Humans who need a place to lay their sweet head. Unlike God, to need a Sabbath. According to his divine nature, Christ did not need rest. He didn't need to eat. He didn't need to drink. He didn't need. He is life. He is complete. He is fulfilled in himself. When the word becomes flesh, Jesus receives the attribute of needing rest from his human nature. His divine nature is not weakened in any sort of way. The divine nature does not receive from the human. St. Paul says it this way when speaking about Jesus' birth in the flesh. He was descended from David according to the flesh, Romans 1. 
St. Paul makes the distinction in Christ in his divine and the, his flesh. Jesus is eternal, yet he has a beginning according to his flesh. And yet his divine nature is not weakened nor destroyed. We can say the same about laying down his sweet head. Or even in the Gospels when it says that Jesus is weary from his traveling in John 4. Mark 6, Jesus says, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest. He said this because there were so many people coming to him and demanding from him, they didn't even have time to eat. Jesus could be fatigued and tired just like you and me. Not because he was sinful, but because needing rest is truly a human and blessed thing. We sinners think that perhaps godliness is achieved through not needing rest. But today we are taught and reminded that to be human means to be one who's in need. One who is not self-sufficient, as tempting as that might sound. Ultimately, that was the devil's temptation to be more than human, to be like God. And Adam bringing sin brings us a restlessness. Adam, who brings us not only restlessness and sin, but also laziness. Adam brings doubt. And that's the gift he gives to us all. And you know, we can still be tempted to be like God. That wasn't just a temptation for Adam and Eve. Not to mention our society, as God defines marriage in the garden, our society tries to be like God and redefine marriage. God created man and woman and society wanting to be like God says, no, you can identify however you want. Or even us finding our identity in our jobs. Or maybe we're known as a busy body. This Sunday, the celebration of the nativity of our Lord, we are taught that there was one who was unlike Adam, unlike us. He was content to lay down his sweet head, not to worry, not to stress, not to doubt his heavenly father in giving him everything he needs. There was one man, Jesus Christ, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. It is important for us today to know that though Jesus laid down his sweet head, and also that there was no place for him to lay his head because this teaches us to confess that Jesus is true man and true God. He needed rest, but yet he did not belong to this world. In fact, as John says, his own did not receive him. That is him not having a place to rest his head. And even though we rejected him, he did not reject us. Even though we rejected him in his death and crucifying him and he was raised, he did not reject us, but did this for us so that we may find true rest.
even in a world that pushes us and pulls us to become as unrestful as possible, in the death and resurrection of Jesus, you find a place to lay your sweet head. Come to me, all you who labor. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Because by his pierced head, by the crown of thorns, and by his rest in the grave, we may be confident that when we are laid down in the grave, it is not permanent. We will be raised. We confess that Jesus is true man, which almost the whole world acknowledges by celebrating Christmas and certainly like singing away in a manger, the innocent lyrics they don't think about. There is nothing offensive about Jesus being true man, a prophet, maybe a generic God of some sort, but being God, the same God as the Father and the Holy Spirit, and then to be man, that takes faith. So also now too, why this is important for us today is that in the Lord's Supper, Jesus' humanity, his body and blood are not destroyed by his divinity, nor is his body and blood limited But Jesus uses his divine power to give us his true body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. If it was just a man who died on the cross, well, we're still in our sins because a man cannot die for another. If it was just God who died on the cross, then he didn't really die because God is life. Jesus' divinity does not suffer from rest and thereby make him less God. In the one word, become flesh, we are saved, and death is defeated because he laid down his sweet head. And even though foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. So he changed us. So that we too are not of this world. That although we have true rest and the forgiveness of sins, we also too as God's people can say, we have no place to lay our heads. For we don't belong to this world, but we long for when our Savior comes again in glory to show us our eternal rest in the resurrection. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.